to you and welcome back to another Power Up Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. This is Untapped Potential and I am your host Dr. Simone coming to you from McDonough, Georgia. As you know, we are here every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Time as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. So we have a wonderful guest stop by each week to share an inspirational story, to share a message of hope, a message of possibility, a message of maybe their successes in lives and everything that they had to go through to get to that success. So we have an inspirational guest stop by. We enjoy some of our Dominica, some of our Caribbean music, and we simply get energized for the week ahead. This is also the program that you come to to as a reminder of the important life goals that you as well have set for yourself. So if you're looking to blaze a path to success and you're looking for constant motivation, constant um, inspiration to continue working on those very important life goals, then you have certainly come to the right place. So again, welcome to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. If you're selling a birth, if you're celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or if you're simply celebrating life, we want to say um, happy birthday, happy anniversary, a happy life celebration. <laughs> because sometimes we just have to remember the importance of celebrating life and just to be grateful for the life that we enjoy in this very trying world. So again, welcome to the program. We have another packed hour for you uh, this evening. Our guest is going to be Mr. Olson Matthew, the new acting chief cultural officer out of Dominica, a young man with great potential. He has his pulse on everything related to culture in Dominica. So I'm happy that he took some time to stop by to, to speak about his life story and all his hopes, all his aspirations for the cultural division. So he stopped by for one of our Facebook Live uh, events and he told us all about his plans for the cultural division in Dominica. And speaking of which, don't forget to stay until the end of the program because we have to share that we have been able to 
get in touch with the delegation out there in Dubai. We were able to get in touch with Mrs. Samantha Dachovleta, and she gave us an interview as well with regards to the Expo 2020, the World Expo in Dubai. So we have a lot of great interviews coming up for you on this program. So don't forget, set your reminder to be here each and every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Time right here on TVN Radio. So as we get the program started, as we get the program off the ground and, and take it away, uh, let us enjoy this song from Colin XP, Raise Your Flags, because this is what it is all about this month in October. In October, we are celebrating Dominica as we look forward to November 3rd, which is our independence anniversary. So again, let's enjoy this number from Colin XP, a song entitled Raise Your Flag as we get ready for the rest of the program. Enjoy!
struggling to pay your bills? Has your income been impacted by COVID-19? Are you on track with securing your family's financial future? Let Badui Financial Services be your guide in this ever-changing world. From budgeting and finally eliminating your debt to protecting your income and leaving a financial legacy for your family. Badui Financial Services is your one-stop shop for securing your financial future. Give them a call today at 864-607-1361. That number again, 864-607-1361. Badui Financial Services, Integrity and Service is our commitment to you. Give them a call All right, well, as you've said before, my name is Ilson Matthew from the community of Kinfield, born and raised. And um, my musical interest came from a very young age, probably influenced by my parents and so on, but um, more so by the RSB band who, who rehearsed in the community, in the Kinfield community. And um, that developed over time. You know, I did music classes with... Um, you get sent there was my first teacher. I also attended the, the um, Kyrie School of Music, the Christian music class, mostly dealing with functional music. So that um, developed over time. Eventually, I started playing professionally with um, Rory Dim International. That is when um, Ra and Rory came together mm-hmm. to make a band. And um, eventually, after that, like four years after that, probably, I joined WCK, who I stayed with for about 14 years. Mm. Excellent, excellent. So that is that is it in a nutshell. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on the new position. So just kind of tell us how you felt when you got the news. Um excited about getting the position, but what was really overwhelming was the response of the people. I mean, I know people love me for my contribution to music, but to see that type of appreciation on a on an administrative or management level it shows that they have that kind of confidence in me. It's a little added pressure too, but you know, it, it shows that people have the confidence. So now I really have no option but to excel. I cannot disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, the so congratulations again. So just kind of walk us through your experience with maybe the cultural division, any work experience that you've had in the area of culture that may have, uh, that may have prepared you for this position. Um, well, what I would say prepared me the most was the, um, the staff of the cultural division, the people that I had around me, the experience, the wealth of knowledge from people like um, Jacinta David, who was the chief cultural officer when I joined, people like Gregory Rabes, people like Rasmo, and then eventually Mr. Lawrence came back. So I, I always had the, the, the older heads with the, with the knowledge, people who lived the experience to pass it on to me. Yes, excellent, excellent. So did you hold any other positions in the cultural division? Yes. So when I started off, I was a cultural officer, temporary. And then um, 
eventually, I think um, five years after I started, I became a senior cultural officer. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was about 2019, yeah. Right. And what were some of your experiences in those positions? Um, well, learning experiences, I would say, it's not all of the all of the disciplines that I had the interest in when I joined because my thing was predominantly music. So I developed an interest. I mean, growing up, I had no interest in pageantry or you know cultural dances or theater arts or that kind of thing. But with time, I mean, the, the interest grew. I mean, I, I always appreciated art, painting, and that kind of thing, craft. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you get a, a deeper appreciation when you're actually in it. And then that gives you the desire to actually push it to, to make others get that appreciation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in general, just kind of tell us what are the, the, the vision, the goals of the cultural division in general. So let's just start with that and then we'll talk about any projects you're working on and any plans you have for the position. All right. All right. So, I mean, the, the goal of the division or the, the, the main function of the division is to promote, um, preserve and develop Dominica's culture. And we do that through a range of activities. That's like um, through events, through training, through research and development, anything that can help to, to push the culture and not just to push it onto people, but to, to make it a lifestyle. Yeah, so that's it in a, in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Right. And just tell us some of the ways that's done. Like, do you work with the communities? Do you work with the different village councils? How, how is that done? So our training, for example, is done at the community level as well as, as, well as at the school level. So you mm -hmm. have um, both high school and primary school. We have training programs in those schools. And um, at the community level, we work with the community-based groups. So you have like the general cultural groups or groups that specify in dance or Jinping groups and all of them. We try to assist them, whether it's by facilitating trainings, whether it's by assisting them with instruments or costuming, those kind of things. Okay, excellent, excellent. So um, what, are, what are your plans for working towards this vision? So do, are you bringing some new ideas? Do you have some thoughts on, on what you would like to see done? in the cultural division? I mean, of course, but the, the fundamentals remain the same. I mean, you want to get it out there, you want to promote it, you want to preserve certain things, and you want to develop stuff that is already there. The difference might be the approach. You know, the cultural division started in 1978. So while a lot of the things that were done back then or up to a certain point were successful, we gain an appreciation that times have changed and the approach would have to be different. So, for example, social media didn't exist back then, but it's a tool now that we cannot run from. We have to make use of it. We have to maximize on it. So it's, it's about getting the goal, but different approaches to getting the goal. And um, what I would like to see, which I have mentioned in interviews before, is more in involvement of the youth in the whole cultural drive. And that's not only going to be the work of the cultural division. Everybody has to play their part in that. So if we can if we can generate the interest, because we, we notice that it has been waning a little bit, you know, because the, the youth now they are occupied. Back in the earlier days, you would find that um, you know, cultural activities were community-based. So, but then there were there were not as many distractions as we have now. And that is where the, the interest depleted because they, they have so many other things to do. You pick up your phone and you have a million things you can do in your phone. 
So you wouldn't be outside in the community learning a cultural dance or doing those kind of things when you are otherwise occupied. Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can certainly see that as a challenge. Now you talk about social media. How have you guys been embracing social media with the cultural division? Um, I would say for a few years now, we have been using the Facebook platform. Mm -hmm. um, more so last year with the first wave of COVID, where we were actually forced to do our programs virtually. So we have been we have been embracing it. We have been using it, and the response I can say has been fairly well. Yes, yes, and I'm so excited because one of the things we were talking about before we we came on live was the Creole program that I do Sasenu, and just being able to collaborate, talking about social media, being able to collaborate with you and the cultural division to just get some guests to bring on some Creole speakers so we can continue to promote and share the Creole language. So I want to personally thank you for accepting my offer to just uh, share some guests with us that we can bring on the program. Yeah, we will definitely be doing that. I will have your list of names very soon. Yes, thank you so much. Doug. So just kind of tell us, are there any um, current or future projects that you're thinking about doing? Um, I mean, there are always projects. I mean, there are... Well, first of all, infrastructural projects mm -hmm. like the, the ROR House of Culture and the Old Mill Stage, which have been ongoing for a while. Mm -hmm. We always want to develop cultural spaces where um, people could rehearse, where people could perform, you know, where cultural activities could take place. And we want to do that at a community level. So we have like um, cultural resource centers and those kind of things in mind. Of course, mm -hmm. these things come at a, a very heavy cost. So talking about it and actually realizing it is two different things. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Our training yeah. programs remain the same. They are annual. Um, we have Creole in the schools that we're trying to establish now in collaboration with the Ministry of Education. Um, and there, there are a lot of other ministries who are interested in collaborating with the Cultural Division. For example, <laughs> the Ministry of Tourism, which we were once under a couple of years ago. They are interested in collaborating in um, developing the OMIL, further developing the OMIL as a heritage site. So, you know, these kind of projects, agriculture has been willing to collaborate with us and so on, many other ministries. So there are a lot of um, cross um, bilateral collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. And we have quite a few people on the Facebook Live already. So we want to say good evening to them. So we see Rosalind Sevre again, uh, Diana, is it? Alfred Buyo Vida MSC is here with Ooh. us. And we ask, <laughs> you know that person? I know that person. Okay, great. And we That's have why a I'm former Koki Bodice of WCK. Brenton I Dick. see. Yeah. Okay. And we have a, a cultural icon from Antigua and Barbuda, a national treasure, as a matter of fact. Um, Mrs. Heather Dorham is here with us. So, what a surprise. Thank you for being here, Mrs. Dorham. She says, Hello, Simone and Earlson. Very interesting program listening from Antigua. So thank you for being here, uh, Mrs. Dorham. So um, Earlson, I can imagine that COVID-19 has been quite a challenge for your department. So can you tell us, you know, how you've been able to navigate around COVID-19 and the challenges that it's presented right now? Well, um, COVID-19 was a, a slap in my face. I mean, as soon as things started rolling, as soon as I got the the acting appointments, maybe like a, a few weeks into it, then boom, COVID. So there was a lot of readjustments. And then we had to really focus on the administrative side of things in terms of staffing, in terms of the safety of the staff, in terms of staff rotation, 
in terms of testing and those kind of things, vaccinations, giving reports to the ministry and so on. So it, the focus went away from, you know, cultural activities and performing arts, and then it just became strictly COVID. And that, it, it kind of took away from, from my intentions, what I really wanted to do, especially just getting started. But at the same time, it gave me some time to reflect, sometimes to develop ideas because the work is always ongoing. So we were jumping straight from emancipation and then jumping straight into independence. Mm -hmm. But the, the little break, the little all gave me some time to, you know, do some projects, do some proposals, develop the strategic plan of the division and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the other question that comes to mind, and I know DFC is responsible for uh, World Creole Music Festival, but is there any word on the ground in terms of if anything will be happening for Creole Festival, whether on the ground or virtually? Um, well, like you, like you rightfully said, DFC would be the, the ones to, to give an update on that. Um, what I can say, which is kind of obvious, is that whatever happens, I am almost sure that it will not take the form of a, a large gathering. Just right. based on the situation, it's, it's kind of obvious. So I don't think I don't think I step in out of my bones to say that. Um, mm -hmm. There will not be any large gatherings, just like what the division is planning. But um, I mean, the public has been asking. People are, I don't want to say impatient, but anxious. People want to know what's going on, what's coming up for independence and so on. Mm -hmm. But um, what I can advise them is that the independence committee has met and proposals are being made, but it's a process. You know, we don't just say independence, we have four shows, four activities, how many virtual and so on. It's a process cabinet has to approve. And um, when they give feedback, then we make an announcement. But they are, they, it gets so technical because, yeah, you can plan to do a virtual event, which is not available or is not open to the public for attendance. But at the same time, let's say a minimum of three groups perform at the event and each group has 10 people. You, you're over 30 people already. Protocols might, protocols might dictate something else. Protocols might say 25 or something like that in, in one space. So, you know, then you have, let's say you have minimum 30 performers. Then um, you're going to have your song crew. You're going to have staff. You're going to have people dealing with sanitization. You need security. So just, just from that, even a virtual event can easily go past 50 people. Mm -hmm. So we're not always sure that we're going to get the approval because the virtual event in itself is a gathering. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is something that's difficult to run away from. So we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can get the approval for some of those type of events just to keep people, you know, mm -hmm. in the whole spirit of the, the independence and also to, to highlight the, the therapeutic nature of culture because sometimes you just want that little something to take you away, to make you forget the COVID, to make you forget... All the little things that stress in you, you just need you just need that little relief, that little therapy. Right, right. Because one of the things I remember um, Gordon Henderson in particular talking about a lot last year was, um, you know, since there's no World Creole Festival, why not invest some of the money into the local um, artists in Dominica? So maybe have them perform from their own homes or somewhere um, mm -hmm. where they can be isolated and then stream it virtually. So at least they get an opportunity to quote unquote be on the big stage of uh, an abridged version of Creole Festival, and they earn maybe a little bit of income. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good idea, and um, there there are many different ideas, different proposals. 
and different approaches that you could have to it. Some somebody might tell you, well, if you're doing that, then pay somebody, pay the headline artist to do it from where they are. Mm. From somebody could put it that way. Some people could say, you know, you get like Gordon suggested, you get the, the local artists to do something. So there, mm. there are different ways, and I'm sure that DFC have explored all the options and sent in their proposals as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. So, you know, um, here's another question that comes to mind. Is the cultural division, do you guys collaborate with, um, let's say, Dominican associations outside of Dominica? Is there a, a movement to kind of bring the organizations kind of under the umbrella of uh, the cultural division? Because it seems like wherever we go, we take our culture with us. So mm -hmm. is there um, any movement on kind of bringing the groups together? It has been happening, Good. especially um, those who do the, the work we at shows and so on. And um, cultural exchange, cultural exchanges are part of our, our key result areas in our strategic plan. So yes, we collaborate. Um, there could be more. Um, I saw I saw a letter recently from um, an association asking for assistance with funding. I'm like, hey, you all out there. <laughs> but you know, it happens. Money is always, always the easiest thing to come by. So we can understand, especially if they're doing it for Dominica, they would expect that kind of support from Dominica. So because, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes people figure, okay, we're out there, but we're doing it from our own pockets. And you kind of understand them asking for assistance in that sense. Mm -hmm. But um, we encourage people to be patriotic, especially those out there. And the way that they can do that is to embrace the culture. Some people embrace it late. Some people embrace it only when they go out. Sometimes it takes a while. But, you know, you, you be proud of what you are. And in that sense, I always pattern after the, the Jamaicans because they're really proud of oh, yeah. their culture, of their nationality. You, you find Jamaicans talking about their flag. They're proud of their flag. Mm -hmm. They're proud of their accent. They, they're proud of their marijuana. You find marijuana anywhere in the world, but they sue. You talk to a Jamaican and it's like, it's like that's the only place with, you know? So mm -hmm. we have to develop that. And it's not a thing that's going to come overnight, but if we practice it, it will become part of us. That, yes. you know, that, mm, that pride. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I think you'd be very happy to know that Gregory Rabess is also on the Facebook Live. So hi, Gregory. Washla. Washla. Thank you for being here and thank you for all the support. You know, Gregory is one of those people who support me a lot in terms of the cultural programming we do as well. So he's been here. He's been here with Keck. He's been here to promote his music. He's been here to talk about Manger Dominic. So Greg is always willing to come on and support the culture. I can see that for, for myself as well. And the, the staff, the, we have a very young staff and he has been very supportive yes. over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so speaking of young staff, let's just talk about um, your expectations from the different generations because I think what I, why I was particularly excited when I heard that you were the, the, the new acting cultural uh, uh, chief office, officer was the fact that, you know, I don't know your age, but you look young. <laughs> Thank you. And it's not being it's not being ageist. I'm not being ageist in any way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying an older person. And you know, Mr. Raymond Lawrence did an, a fantastic job, uh, your not. predecessor. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying that having a younger person might bridge the gap that right. we talked about about um, younger people not being involved. You've been heavily involved in the music industry in Dominica, so mm -hmm. maybe you can be the the, the bridge that gaps. Mm -hmm you know, the, the two generations. So what are your thoughts on that? I've thought about it that way before. So I, I always say that I'm connected to a few generations. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Because um, even from performing with Rory Demand WCP, a lot of the guys were older than me. So I, I got connected with their generation. Then working at the cultural division, I got connected with people like Washla, um, just to call the names again, Washla, Rasmo, Mr. Lawrence, Jacinta David, these type of people who are stalwarts in their own right. They yes. the bully again, Alvin Bully. You know, stalwarts in their own right. I mean, they they made it happen. So I'm connected to that generation. Then there's my own generation that I'm connected to. And even the generation after me, many of those who I taught at um, SMP. So I think across the board, I have that connection with a few generations. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of generations, you'll be happy to know that Ajmal Peters is here. As we know, he's the son of uh, mm -hmm. uh, Ra Peters, WCK fame. Mm -hmm. and he's doing some incredible work so let's stay on the topic of music for just a bit longer if you don't mind so i think one of the challenges we always face is how to export our culture how to monetize our culture do you have any thoughts on that because i think one of the things that uh we are most interested in is how can we have our musicians earn a decent living from their their their, their talents any thoughts on that um, in terms of monetizing it, there's there's a standard. I mean, there's copyright and so on. And um, there's the whole digital media movement where you put your music up for download and so on. But it has to be done the right way. And I think the, the French have been ahead of us in that sense, like years ahead of us in terms of the copyright aspect. And I mean, we get in there, we just have to understand what it is, understand the business of it. And... I think the, the general public have to develop that appreciation that, okay, that is somebody's work, that they put a lot of hours into a lot of, um, invest a lot of time into as well, and they should be compensated for it. And mm -hmm. I mean, I know we put up this stuff on YouTube because we wanted to get out there, we wanted to get the hits, but there ha at some point there has to be a balance where you're either looking for hits or you're trying to monetize what you're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So have you, for example, been, been in touch with AMP, that, that, that new group, uh, the Association of Musical Professionals, I think they go by? Yeah, I mean, I know most of the members personally. We haven't yeah. really sat down and discussed anything, but I am in touch with everybody right now. Okay, good, good. So you have a working relationship with them. So again, we want to say good evening to everyone who's joining us via Facebook Live. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Mr. Earlson Matthew, Dominica's new acting chief cultural officer. So he's just updating us. First of all, we want to congratulate him again on this new position. And he's just kind of updating us on what he is expecting out of the role of being the new acting chief uh, cultural officer. So we see we have quite a few, few people on the Facebook Live and we wanna thank them for being here. We wanna encourage them to share the live as they come in and kind of tell us where you're joining us from. And if you have any questions, we have Ambrose Blanc and NYC is viewing and listening. Uh, we have Diane Alfred and the person says, people have a lot of problems you need to have some kind of spiritual programs. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we need that spirituality. It doesn't have to be limited to any religion. Mm -hmm. But um, in speaking earlier, we mentioned how politics divide people. Religion is one that, maybe not as much as politics in Dominica, but religion is one that causes division as well. But it, it can be used as a tool to bring people together as well. Yes, and this person always also says, everywhere you go, Jamaican food, 
Jamaican food, Jamaican clothes. So is there a move to like a major branding initiative of, of Dominica music, Dominica arts and crafts? Because I have to tell you, we have folks that join us from like Guadeloupe with, mm -hmm. with the Kalinago arts and crafts. So is there a move to kind of like brand, boo your brand something out um, of them, make, maybe make some boo your rum? Yeah, you mentioned branding. Um, when you mentioned branding, the first thing that comes to mind is the flag, right? Yes. And um, sometimes you face a little resistance with the, the way that the flag is used because you have you actually have a committee set up to uphold the, the use of the flag. So, you know, there are certain things that the flag cannot be used on, certain parts of your body that it cannot cover, um, cannot be cannot touch the ground, it cannot be below the waist, it cannot be on shoes and those kind of things. So that, that makes branding difficult in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there are ways around that. You could also use the flag colors. A combination can imply that it's the flag and so on. But we, we have the, the, the emblems committee who is very, you know, aware, I should say, or conscious of that kind of thing and really enforcing it. Mm -hmm. but, but outside of the flag, can we mm -hmm. like brand, I don't know, booyah, cake? Boo your candy because I think someone was saying, was it in Barbados or I think it was in Barbados where they had used a particular music as a brand and it was just selling everything under that brand. So any thoughts on that? Of course. I mean, once you have creative minds, the possibilities are endless. So, you know, I, I like to consider myself a creative mind. So, Absolutely. You know, so the possibilities are there. You can do, you can do anything that's your mind. Right. The, the important thing is the, the quality of the product. So the, the product has to represent the branding. So again, just to go back to what you asked a while ago about um, getting the music out there, for the music to be out there, or even craft products, anything else, it has to be of a certain standard to be competitive with what else is out there. So we're talking, if we're talking music, we're talking like your, your lyrics have to be up to standard. Um, the, the musicianship displayed on the recordings have to be up to standard. And that's not to say that what we might look down on as not up to standard is not going to be the hit. Sometimes it's like you're playing a lot of this, this song that you never expect to make it might be the one that the entire region likes. So it, again, it's finding a balance between what you know to be correct, what the public wants, and then the, the, the lottery factor that anything yeah. might just be the, the thing to get you over. Yeah, and I'm really happy you mentioned that in terms of the quality of the lyrics, because I think that mm -hmm. is a challenge we have in Dominica. So whereas you want the lyrics to be catchy and you want it to be able to move the audience, but I've mm -hmm. heard from several professionals in the music industry that we cannot export Dominican music in the current form that it's mm -hmm. taken. And I know Gregory Rabbis is here. I know there has been a move to try to help the mm -hmm. writer. So is, is anybody, any of the artists moving in that direction to create a better substance in the lyrics of the music so it can be exported and it can go beyond a Dominica audience? Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult to tell somebody how to be creative. I mean, creativity just comes from intellectual property, as we say. It comes from the mind. So you cannot really tell somebody what their process should be. Um, the other thing is that sometimes it works for them. So you're not going to deny somebody of what makes their daily bread for them because your theory is that they need they need some kind of proof that is going to work for them right so i don't really knock the lyrics i mean some of it could be better the the smart aspect i don't really knock it because it has always been there 
is there from the French side? Is there from everywhere? You hear Frankie Vincent and all of the other French artists, and we we hear it and we smile and we we joke about it. But it it reached our shores, and there was there was a way that it happened to reach our shores. Maybe that's what made it reach. So I think it's it's a matter of guidance. Maybe you can tell somebody, okay, you're probably crossing the line there. Probably that mightn't be accepted. Probably that slang that you're using, only locals can relate to it, unless you can find a way to push it that others understand what you're talking about. So it's a process. It's not something where I will, I'm not the type that's going to knock the generation and tell them their lyrics not good, so their music not going to go anywhere. I prefer to guide the process. Yeah, certainly. And we have Beverly Johnson. Good evening, Beverly. She says, good evening, everyone. Dr. Simone, another amazing program. A blessed and safe evening to all. Beverly, always wonderful to see you. Let's see if we have other comments. Buyo Vida, big up Rabes. Okay, I think he's bigging up uh, Mr. Gregory Rabes, who's on the live with us. I think I saw something else. Just give me one second. We have quite a few comments coming in. So I want to make sure we catch a few of them. Louisa, our friend out there in the UK who is up late with us as always, she says the Dominican flag flies high outside the town hall in Bradford, UK every 3rd November. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Louisa. And here, I think you have some unique challenges, um, Earlson, as you begin your new job. And I think one of them is now we have the influences of external cultures, right? So we have Haitians who have now established themselves in Dominica, our Haitian brothers and sisters. And mm. we also have our Spanish brothers and sisters who are mm. now part of our community. So do you envision, um, you know, having those influences in our culture or do you think they should remain outside of our culture? No, I mean, we welcome everything. Culture is dynamic. Um, things yeah. going to evolve, things going to change. And mm -hmm. they are very protective of their culture as well. I mean, they observe their, their certain national days, even if they're in Dominica, they observe certain days. So um, what I would what I would push for is, is a, a culture of tolerance where we can appreciate people for what they are, learn them, learn their culture, because we want, we want to put ours outside there. We want people to learn our culture, but if we have it there, we have to learn it as well. And you know, just be tolerant of people because the same time we have them here, we have to understand that I mean, I've traveled through the Caribbean and there are thousands of Dominicans everywhere you go. I mean, St. Martin is loaded, Antigua, Guadeloupe, the Virgin Islands and so on, loaded with Dominicans. And I don't think we're out there trying to, to, to take their culture away from them or trying to force our culture on them. They only, they only, they're trying to make a buck, they're just trying to survive. So, I mean, I don't I do really shy away or, or um, you know, push the, the Haitians or the, the Spanish people, they, they're here for survival mm -hmm. and we have to coexist. So we, we, we will learn things from them. They will learn things from us. It's as simple as that. Yeah, excellent. Now here's another unique, um, uh, another unique challenge I think um, you might be facing. And that is, you know, the cultural division is supposed to be about preserving the culture, the heritage, the mm -hmm. food, the dance, um, mm -hmm. everything that goes with our cultural heritage. But there's also, you know, a move to how do you uh, kind of transform it to take it to the next level? You mm. understand what I'm trying to say? Because, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. for example, I have a friend who's very uh, uh, creative with dance. And mm. one independence, she was trying to get, I think it was the heel and toe or one of the dances. Mm -hmm. She simply wanted to uh, integrate a little bit of modern dance. 
And mm -hmm. the amount of pushback she got, she said, well, that's why Dominica is not going anywhere because they just uh, want to keep the old dances and they don't want to evolve. Mm -hmm. so, so what is your view on preservation versus evolution? Okay, so what I would say is um, preservation is, is part of the mandate of the cultural division, but it's not limited to preservation. Like I told you, there's preservation, there's promotion, and there's development. So yeah, we, we need to we need to know the foundations. We need to stick to the foundations. We cannot we cannot um um alter the the traditional stuff to the point that it gets watered down and it loses its essence. But at the same time, again, creative minds like myself, you have a generation that wants to try new things because back then the ideas were new and it stayed and it became tradition but right now we have new ideas as well so we're not going to just say what happened back then remains static forever and we don't evolve we don't create the most important thing is that people know the foundation it's just like the national wear you know i am one for for creative wear as well i get sometimes i get fed up with the same thing i'm one for being creative with the with the madras and all that but there are certain occasions that you have to use the national wear and that's just what it is Right. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So let's go back to the comments on the Facebook Live. We have, let's see, a Eugenia Durant. Pitit Sufria is tuned in. Thank you. Oh, hi, uh, Eugenia. Eugenia, do you speak Creole? Because I'm looking for Creole speakers. <laughs> <laughs> we have Alistair Irish Bathurst in the house. Hey, I'm from Bathurst. Nice to meet you. Uh, Shervin, Dominic, good night, all locked in from Maho. Hi, Maho is in the house. Janice is listening from St. Thomas. Uh, Diane Alfred said, I am in New York and I'm seeing Haitian and Jamaican all over. I think Diane is upset that he's not seeing enough Dominican flags, Dominican food in New York City. I think I, I think the concern. So you're on the ground, make it happen? absolutely and that's the pride we're talking about so the more you push it it will start you will not see you will not see the results immediately but once you get that spark going eventually it will, it will grow yes and glenda fagan is watching eugenia said yes i do so she's responding to something so yes so again thank you for being here Earlson. we are enjoying this conversation um with you now i know that you're also uh currently pursuing your studies in ue at, at ue and i was just curious as to if that sort of ties in to uh, your vision for the cultural division? Um, actually, yes, it does. It, um, the, the direction that the, the work was taken was something that inspired me to pursue my studies. And I'm doing that in management studies, general management at UWE. Um, it has been challenging doing it while working but I am approaching the end, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've learned a lot, a lot of things that I have experienced. I understand why, and it, it has prepared me for other things, for dealing with certain things, dealing with, you know, staff, dealing with the, the hierarchy and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also you have a studio. Do you have I a do. studio? I think you have a studio. I Tell us that. about that. Um, Sonic Art Studios, I established that when I returned from school that's about in 2009 so I studied um, recording engineering and um, music business as well at Full Sail in Orlando and, and well after doing the music business I realized that my options for a steady job if I was to return home 
was either going to be in the cultural division or DFC. I mean, these are the two top options. So my my thing was to return home. I wanted to be home. And um, the recording arts degree allowed me to have my own studio, generate some income mm -hmm. while waiting for the cultural division job, um, as well as performing with WCK. So, so within that, and it took me five years, right, from returning home to getting the job as um, a cultural officer. Within that period, I was fully into recording and um, performing live. Mm -hmm. so through recording, well, the majority of, of the, well, all of WCK stuff during that period, um, as well as projects with individual artists, um, a lot of ads, um, the CARICOM anthem with Mikael, a lot of stuff happened, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Janice says, very impressive, Mr. Earlson, responses, keep up the good work. Thanks. Yes, Roslyn, uh, Severin McLean, in my Rosa Dancing Ballet dance group, I incorporated West African and Afro-Caribbean dances in my ballet. My dance group was very successful. My group performed all over New York, dancing ballet and promoting the culture. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you for sharing that. That's what we're talking about. Yes, yes, Gregory yeah. Rabes, Boba Guy. You see, I told you I knew Creole. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Guy, good vibes pushing all the buttons big up earlson yes watch that yes, yes. <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm telling you i can only imagine so so what what in what way can we make a significant contribution Olson? because so many of us have scattered so many places in the world and i'm just curious what would you like from us I mean, naturally, I mean, you heard it from the person in the comments. We are a very small population in comparison to the others. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we cannot do big things because when we get together, we really tight. You can look at Labor Day at the Dominican events in New York. Um, when we get together, we tight. So we just have to maintain that bond and push even harder because we know we are a smaller population. We're a smaller population on island. We're a smaller population in the diaspora. So it's something where we just have to keep, keep at it, keep pushing. Right, right. And, and um, it's not just, you know, during independence. Culture is a year-round thing. Culture is not just independence. So, you know, carnival has its aspects to it, its cultural aspects. And then you have different types of year. From the division standpoint, we have Dom Festa. Um, there's also emancipation. But there are things that are year-round. You're not going to get breadfruit and codfish in October alone. You know, mm -hmm. so you can promote those things. You can promote the meals, you know, those kind of things. The dress the music, all of that is year-round. Right, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons I started the Creole program because mm -hmm. I was just so disappointed that every year we come, we talk about Creole Day, and then that's it. You, we don't really promote Creole. And I really want to thank Wadix, Leroy Wadix, Charles. I mean, talk mm -hmm. about a phenomenal Dominican who is doing so much to promote culture, to, to promote Kadas and to just, uh, you know, try to take the culture to a, another level. So I think with stalwarts like Gregory and, and, and Wadix and Delia Underground, I think you'll be in good hands. Mm -hmm. Of course, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it has to be passed on so we can continue the work. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do now. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned cultures um, with the young ones in the school. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think that is a, a fantastic move because, like you just said, we have to make sure every generation is covered. 
Well, um, the school programs we have, the, um, the pilot program that deals with Creole in the schools, as well as we have an initiative from the minister, I believe, that's the Post for Creole Cause. Mm -hmm. um, Keck is doing, making his contribution as well. Um, in addition to that, we have the, the, v, the VPA program, that's Visual and Performing Arts, where there's a, a period or two designated towards Visual and Performing Arts. So they might use that opportunity to do music, to do dance, arts and craft, whatever the case may be. What we're working towards is getting that a little more structured. So it's not seen as uh, uh, extracurricular activity or when you don't have anything to do or an opportunity for the teacher to take a break or that kind of thing. We just want to, to keep it as parts of the curriculum. The same way you would regard your maths, your science, your core subjects, you, you look at VPA or you look at the Creole language as one of those. And I think education has their role to play and they have been trying. We just have to, to improve on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, Henrietta, Henrietta James says, proud of you, homeboy. LOL, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Darius Etienne, Elson, you are on fire. Culture is in great hands. That's why I hate to call names. I missed out that. That's another key, key, key person. That's Elitian. That's okay. that's another key. Oh, key. Oh, excellent. Yes, Thank yes, you so yes, much yes. for being here. And that's he why says, I hate calling it because you always miss out some. Absolutely. I so agree. He says, culture is in great hands, ready for the next generation. Absolutely. I could not agree more from having Thanks this conversation. Thanks for paving the way for us, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Craig, Mr. Puff Mead, a good vibes, Elson Matthew, keep it up, bro. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so I think quite a few of your supporters are here. So that is wonderful to see that it's going to be a team effort because it cannot just be you. Of course. And I always say that the work of culture not going to come from the cultural division only. Everybody has to play their part. I mean, we just um what you call that administrative we do what we can but you do expect a staff of let's say 10 people to 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 deal with that on a regional or an international level and i mean we can barely do it at a local level because the staffing is just not enough so we expect everybody to make a contribution towards that because culture is not just the division it's, it's everybody's contribution to our way of life Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just a, a final question as we get ready to wind down the program, Ilson. And again, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule of work, your studio, and attending classes at UWE <laughs> to be with us. But what is your, your personal vision for culture? Because my personal vision for culture is to take culture to the world. So, so that's why I have the Push Past 10 platform, the Creole program. We bring on musicians because I think we have to think beyond the 60 to 70,000 people, 70, people in Dominica and consider that there's about 150,000 Dominicans outside of Dominica. Right. So, so I am, I'm very excited to embrace the, the technology and to be able to come on a Facebook Live or to jump on a YouTube um, video to be able to push the culture. But what is your push personal vision for culture? What I would like to see before we before we go past the seventy thousand people, I would like mm -hmm. to see the the Dominicans have the appreciation for the culture. So you know, we we understand the importance of it. We understand what it is and what it isn't. We understand that it's not a time of year, but it's it's our way of life that we want to share with everybody. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, it cannot be kept away from a generation. 
So everybody needs to, to be aware of what it is, what is supposed to be done, what is the, the traditional way of doing things in terms of like the music, the dress, and what is the, what I'm leaving you have to be creative without losing, you know, the essence of certain things. But we cannot, we cannot alienate the generation coming after because if we hold it, if we stay so true to, you know, purism and so on and keeping everything in its, its purest form, we're going to leave a whole generation behind because they, they're going to lose interest. They, no, they, they don't get to express themselves because the realities of one generation is not going to be the realities of another. And um, if you try to hold on to that, you, you cannot force it onto a next generation. They have enough going on that they will just leave it for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the other things we talked about before we came on was the St. Lucia Creole uh, Dictionary app. That's a vision of mine, Earlson. I would so love to see our Creole. And, and I mean, St. Lucia Creole is Dominica Creole. Let's just be mm -hmm. honest here. Yeah. But I would so be happy to see an app. You know, we, we've lost the Jamal at the, dic the original dictionary because unfortunately he passed and then, you know, we have to go for the family. We know that Keck is currently working on a dictionary, so we're looking forward to when that comes out. But what about an app for Creole? Of course, and that is something I spoke to Rabes about because he's a member of Keck. Um, mm -hmm. In addition to the dictionary that Keck has been working on for a while now, of course, we're in the age where people want things instantly everything needs to be at your fingertips so you want an app that you can search forward providing that you can spell it um, <laughs> that's the other thing <laughs> app that you can search forward and get the meaning instantly and you don't necessarily want to have a dictionary carrying around all the time but mm -hmm. sometimes you need the hard copy as well so yeah. yes we, we we welcome the technology of the the apps the for that kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. let's take some more comments right before we leave i know you're busy uh big e music says keep the good vibes up my brother one love from your brother big e in st croix so that's my trumpet player that's my trumpet okay. player yeah <laughs> everyone is here thank you so much guys mm -hmm. for stopping by this evening uriah durant says well done earlson keep up the good work our culture uh definitely in good hands thank you uriah for that that's my past student mm -hmm. good 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 <laughs> Matthew Mills, what's going on, bro? Good night. That's yes, Martin. Thank, mm. thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are everywhere tonight. Wonderful. Glenda Fagan, nice vibes. 767 is in good hands. Speaking of 767, are you in that video? Go have a look at it. <laughs> I Let me tell you, Olsen, I look at that video just about every morning because I run to that video. Okay. Then have, the is that you? Have a different look now. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh that is so interesting because you know i was getting ready for the interview and i'm looking at your picture and i'm like i think he's the guy in the wck video 767 <laughs> good for you good for you uh let's see if we can take just a couple more before we head out louisa we have a thriving dominican community in bradford encouraging the third and fourth generation and that is what i was um speaking with you about um Olson, because i actually need to reach out to louisa because what i'm hoping that we can do as well is bring on the different dominica associations around the world so we have one here in atlanta the dominica atlanta uh dominica atlanta association i think we have a couple in miami houston i think just about every state Mm -hmm. has a Dominica association. So I think what would be really 
um, a good idea is to just bring these associations so they can share their ideas. They can tell us what they're doing to preserve and celebrate Dominica culture in their area and maybe share ideas so, so we can have even more ideas on the table. Any thoughts? Of course. Um, yeah. And it's, it's cultural exchange in a sense, but it's, it's still within Dominica. So that, that would be nice. We would need to know what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity to collaborate. Evelina Blatt, thank you for being here. Good night, uh, Matthew and Rose. Actually, it's Simone Evelina. Uh, thank you for being here, Evelina. Uh, she says, Elson Matthew, we have a bone to pick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> ever blue, ever blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Louisa uh, Japier also says that um, there's a Dominica Association in Bradford. So I'm very excited for this opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with you and we can all see what role we can play to continue to promote Dominica's culture. Steve, John Baptist, nice having somebody we can relate to. From young to old, we know Olson and he knows us. Easy to talk to. I so agree that he's easy to talk to. And I think he is in the right position. So as we get ready to wind down, Olson, you have any final thoughts for us? And let's also share the contact information for the cultural okay. division. Well, I could start with that. Um, you could look out for the cultural division activities on our Facebook page. That's um, Commonwealth of Dominica Cultural Division. Kind of long, but you'll find it. From the time you start to type, you'll find it. Uh, so that keeps you abreast of all the activities going on um, within the division. And very soon, I guess, we will be able to share stuff happening through um, associations outside of Dominica. Yes, mm -hmm. let's do that. You are Absolutely. listening to Untapped part. Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK, and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. You've just been listening to Mr. Elson Matthew, the new acting chief cultural officer in Dominica. And I wanted to ensure that I played most of Earlson's interview um, for you to hear because I believe that he has wonderful plans for the cultural division and also just as important, the role that each one of us can play with promoting and supporting Dominica. So again, he mentioned some of the associations and I've already started reaching out to some of the associations so we can promote the work that they're doing. As of recent count, I've had about maybe 16,000 visitors to Push Past 10 on Facebook. So again, I want to continue to use this platform to showcase Dominica, to showcase who we are, our culture, our talent. And why do I keep doing this? Because I firmly believe that our culture, our heritage, our identity 
is our strength. So everything that our ancestors faced and overcame, all the challenges that they overcame, has um, they, these challenges have instilled in us the power to move our lives forward. So it's all connected. <laughs> you know, in my world, everything has to connect and everything has to make sense. So I want to thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. Uh, don't forget, we have a featured video on our website, pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10.com. You can check out our featured video. And this week, I wanted to do something different. So we had the Dominica Houston Association Gala on Saturday. Saturday, October 16th was the Houston Dominica Association Gala, and it was fantastic. They honored some prominent women out of Dominica. They had all of our culture on display, and it was just a wonderful opportunity to interact virtually via Zoom. So what I thought I would do for our featured video this week is to feature the performance, the performance of the belly dancing, the drum, the conch, which is, uh, you know, the messy quick quack, if you're uh, familiar with it more by that name. So I thought I would feature this on my website because as you know, October is all about celebrating Dominica as we get ready for independence on November 3rd. So take a look. And while you're on there, remember to check out the past past podcasts of any episodes of Untapped Potential you, you may have missed along the way. So whether you are a new listener, this is your first time joining the program, or you're a regular listener, I want to thank you. Thank you for always stopping by. Thank you for being a part of the program. And thank you for being a part of this community. So again, thank you for being here and we look forward to being with you next week at the same time, 5.30 Eastern time right here on TDN Radio as we get powered up for yet another week together and we stop by to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we should be working on. So again, don't forget your life story is your strength. Tap into your potential each and every day. Remember to stay positive, stay engaged, uh, stay active until we meet again next week at the same time. You take care.